0: I love reading romance, even with my mom Historical, paranormal, a good rom-com we both like a grump, an alpha and a beard But reading with my mom, well it gets kinda weird I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight Communication's good and the banter's so right So if you'd like to read along and join the group Here's a little secret, I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? Hello
1: Ellen, it's going quite well. Now it is. I didn't have it the greatest of weeks. Yes,
0: that's true, we'll talk about that. Um, we are back from break, and today we are chatting about *Transcendence* by Shay Savage. But first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? Well, I did read *Don't um, Practice Safe
1: Hex*. No, it always, oh, safe always practi- practice. Oh, always practice. By Julian Cross. Wow. They don't always. Practice. There was a lot of practicing going on. It was pretty bonkers. There um, was. That I warned.
0: I warned you that that one.
1: There, you did. You did, and you were not wrong. There was crazy sex in that book. Yeah, boy, those grims. Yeah, I
0: am so excited
1: for the. Oh, his book. His is it the last one? His cousin. Yeah, the, her, no, it's not the last one because it is going to be the last one. Well, wait. We have to get
0: her older sister. We're doing older sister first. And then the last one is... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. The, is the Grimm and Claire. Okay, so there's two more books. Yes. Okay. Um,
1: Henry, is that his name? Yeah. Yes. Um, but yes, it was delightful. Always fun to fall back into that world. And um, fall, we did. Holy cow.
0: <laughs> I told <That> was... <laughs> you. Was, I was like, these books get, like, incrementally, like, more, like, oh. <laughs> saucy each time and I'm like I know it's not just my recollection of them like I know that those books well, are it's getting like more
1: putting a lobster in cold water so we start well the first one though was a little racy but then they've just gotten but not s- as racy as this slowly one. <laughs> and slowly more like wow wow whoa what is happening here
0: yeah that one was um intense um okay so we've been gone two weeks now two weeks um in one of those weeks, mom finally succumbed. <laughs> I did. I was so proud
1: of myself because I'd gone all through the past two years without getting COVID. And then the day after my birthday, after I'd had all my family here, <laughs> yeah. I woke up and I had a fever. And that evening I took a COVID test. Well, my dad had been
0: flying like for the first time in like two years. A long years. time. Um, he came back
1: and he didn't feel very well for a couple of days and had kind of a cough and whatnot, and then I woke up not feeling well. So we both took COVID tests. We both were positive for COVID. And um So it was kind of a ugh, week. Yeah.
0: And then for me, um apparent like doing nothing but working is what saved me, I think. <laughs> Getting um, out of our sick house. Yeah. I uh did not ever get it. Um and so for the three day weekend where both my parents had covid and i didn't want to go inside um i literally just <laughs> had my phone and i watched a new k drama and, and hung out in the pool the whole weekend in the pool for 3 days straight um <laughs> and i'm not even kidding you when i say that because well plus it was like 110 degrees all yeah, weekend so i'm tanner than i've like ever been in my adult life so that's kind of cool um And I watched the show. It was called Extraordinary Lawyer Wu. Attorney Wu. Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Um, and it was adorable. It really reminded me of, like, a Helen Huang because she is a lawyer who is on the autistic spectrum. And, um... I don't love that it falls into the, like, trope that she's a savant, because I know that that is not always the case with people with autism, but in media, it typically is. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so she is kind of a savant, and it really helps her, like, be a lawyer, essentially. Like, she ends up saving the day on a lot of their cases. But, you guys... There's the most cinnamon roll of Cinnamon roll heroes who um she falls in love with and he falls in love with her and it's really adorable and um it was a really, really sweet show. So if you're looking for just like Cinnamon roll and have time and patience to read read the show, entire show, <laughs> um it was fun. I liked it. It was cute, and I think there's gonna be a second season of it as well, which is not always the case with the K drama. Um, But it's all on Netflix. Uh, And so that's what I did with my three-day weekend. I didn't want to come in the house. I did not want to come in the house. And so I just laid in the pool and had this whole, like, noodle system to keep (laughs) my phone out of the water. And um, so it was great. I loved it. We also binged. The first part of Welcome to Wrexham, which is the, like, docu-series about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney buying a, a Welsh football team, and, um, it's really fun. It's, it's, um... It's pretty cute. Yeah, it's very, it's very fun, and, um, we love It's Always Sunny, and so, um... And, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> um, so to have both of those guys is fun. Um, and it's it's basically like real life Ted lasso is what it feels like. Yeah. So. But it's, um, it's quite enjoyable. Yep. And then I've still been on the Big Brother kick, like hardcore. Like literally all I have done besides that three days in the pool is... Work, sleep, watch
1: Big Brother. I've also been watching murder shows. Well, I've watched uh, this new one called Very Scary People. Mm-hmm. It's on who? No, it's on Discovery, and it's it's kind of narrated or introduced by presented um, presented by, by Donny Wahlberg. And the thing I like about it is they're kind of like mini documentaries about. Uh, like famous high profile famous serial killers and stuff um which usually is not so much by jam but these are really put together well and um i just enjoy the history of of, because a lot of them are things that went on while i like charles manson i mean i was alive during all that and i remember that being in the news and being a big deal but i didn't know all the little intricacies and all the ins and outs and they have really good people that they're interviewing and lots of good film footage and and um they're, it's really, they're put together well, because some of these murder shows, let's face it, are kind of janky, but um, this one's really well done, and so I've I've been enjoying it, and um, they have some really good... It's scary to me, though, that so many of these killers, and serial killers, and serial rapists are in Northern California. What's that about? <laughs> you just praise them out here. It's a little sad, but, um, you know, yeah, yes, yeah. and... Um, Anyway,
0: uh, so bragging rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how mom spent most of her, um, COVID time was watching murder shows. Murder shows. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, I've literally, I've been work I've been working a lot.
1: Yeah, you have. And I've been doing nothing cause I'm still kind of fatigued. Like I get tired easy and, um, I mean, I feel good and I feel fine. And I don't know if it's because I just didn't do anything all week, like, at all. And so my body's like, wait, what, what? We're doing something We're doing something. again? I don't like that. I like the other way better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is always rough. That was, <laughs> um, we also, this week, we got up into temperatures of, like, our high was 116. It was miserable, you guys. And um, so at school, we've been having to do indoor recess. Yeah, that's the best thing about I'm teaching. I'm just over. <laughs> I need that to be done. It's
1: like your second week of teaching and you're over indoor recesses. Honey, these, are, they come up a lot. Um, but yeah, it's been I, like to, a whole I week. say, I love rainy days until I was a teacher. Then I hated them.
0: Yeah. It's been a whole week of, uh, like indoor recess and I just need it to be done. It just makes the kids go loco. Yeah, so it does. It's been fun. Um, But we're cooling off, which is nice
1: because it's been crazy. We literally went from because I think Friday we were 111, yeah, and then Saturday it was like 88 or something.
0: (laughs) Well, it also helps. I mean, not helps, but we have, of course, the state's on fire. Our state is on fire again, (laughs) and so the smoke has made us kind of cloudy. Yeah. So there you go. So silver lining. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're breathing smoke, but it's keeping the heat down. Um, Okay, today we are chatting about Transcendence by Shay Savage. This book was published in 2014. It's pretty old for us. (laughs) Like, we only read books that have come out in the past month. Um, It was followed by a novella in 2018 that shows moments from Elizabeth's PLV called Luff's um, and, um, and so, and then Shea Savage, she's, she, um, it looks like she hasn't written much recently, but she was very prolific in, like, 2013, 2014, around that time. Um, okay. Here is the back cover description for Transcendence. It said that women and men are from two different planets when it comes to communication, but how can they overcome the obstacles of prehistoric times when one of them simply doesn't have the ability to comprehend language? Ed's a caveman living on his own in a harsh wilderness. He's strong and intelligent, but completely alone. When he finds a beautiful young woman in his pit trap, it's obvious to him that she is meant to be his mate. He doesn't know where she came from. She's wearing some pretty odd clothing, and she makes a lot of noises with her mouth that give him a headache. Still, he's determined to fulfill his purpose in life. Provide for her, protect her, and put a baby in her. (laughs) Elizabeth doesn't know where she is or exactly how she got there. She's confused and distressed by her predicament. And there's a caveman hauling her back to his cave home. She's not at all interested in Ed's primitive advances, and she just can't seem to get him to listen. No matter what she tries, getting her point across to this primitive but beautiful man is a constant and often hilarious struggle. With only each other for company, they must rely on one another to fight the dangers of the wild and prepare for the winter months. As they struggle to coexist, theirs becomes a love story that transcends language and time. Mom. What did you think of Transcendence by Shay Savage? I think Ellen, I'm gonna give this one a love. I think I'm going to as well. On like pure uniqueness, yes. Alone. On pure,
1: we haven't read anything like this ever. Yeah. And um, and
0: it was just enjoyable to read. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the fact that I'm able to stick with a book with barely any dialogue is very impressive. Yeah, to there's me. like no dialogue in this. Yeah. Book. <laughs> Um, a few grunts here and there. Yeah, I mean, I think because it's, like, kind of simply told, that helps, yeah. you know, keep it engaging. Um, but, yes, I so I mentioned, I've previously read this one, so this is my second time reading it. Um, but it's it's a very, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like. It's an endearing story. Yeah, and he's he's an endearing character. I mean, like, he really is what makes it, um, and I think it's very, I think this book would not work if it was dual POV. Well, the thing, because a lot of times it was frustrating
1: for me because I really wanted the dual POV, but then I think that's part of the fun is trying to figure out what she's thinking or doing or why she's doing certain things, and and of course, our mentality is like her mentality, I mean, you know, we think like she thinks, yeah, and, um, So, you know, trying to figure out why she's doing, why is she angry about this? Why is she, you know, and um, I think that's part of the engaging part of the story. Well, and
0: I think, and I think that it adds to kind of um, the commentary, I think, on, on how men and women communicate. (laughs) Well, that's one thing
1: I learned from this book is men really haven't changed much. (laughs) (laughs) I want to put a baby in her. I want to get food. I want to and I her. don't understand anything that she comes out of her she mouth. She talks way too much. <laughs> she talks way too much, and I don't understand a word of it. <laughs> so really, things haven't changed
0: that much since yeah. the caveman days. Um, okay, what do you think of Beth, Beth. <laughs> as our heroine? <laughs> I
1: liked Beth. Yeah. Um, I kept calling her Beth in, in my head, yeah. just because it made more sense to me than Beth. <laughs> Beth. But... Um, um, I liked her, and I did like that we got that one paragraph, or that one chapter at the end of the book from her POV, so we kind of just know where this started, you know, how this started. Yeah. And um, and I liked seeing, seeing that part of it. Yeah. Um, she was young. She was a high school senior. when.
0: It wasn't high school, was it? Yeah. I thought she was college senior. Oh, I just assumed high school. I thought it was college. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either.
1: I mean, if she was high school senior, that's you know, it's young to be thrown into Well, I think he's world. also supposed to be... Like, pretty young. Because yeah. he doesn't have a full beard, he says, yeah. when he first starts. Um, <laughs> I don't know what her style is, or what... <laughs> <laughs> I asked Ellen, I said, when was this written? Because Jord F
0: jeans haven't been a thing for a long time. <laughs> but they, they talk about... Because her friend makes the comment of, like, Oh, I knew you had the, you know, style of like a caveman. Man. Um, and so I think she's supposed to be, like, a thrift store
1: shopper or something that's where you'd find Jordache jeans because I know you can't (laughs) buy them in the store not that I would want to but um they were a thing back in my day but
0: I loved trying to figure out like what she was doing all the time and there was a couple times there was some moments this morning because I was also per usual reading it kind of quickly and so I was like what was she what was she upset about Uh, mom and I were like what do you think was going on here because you know there's times where she was marking things on a stick, and that's her trying to keep track
1: of her cycle. And, um, well, and I, she wouldn't let him have sex with her sometimes. And I told Ellen, I said, I think she's trying to do the rhythm method. And we all know how well that works. <laughs> but um, I think she... I mean, she didn't have anything else, so bless her, sweetheart. But um, I think she was trying to use the rhythm method and not let him touch her while she thought she might be ovulating.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, So, uh, so just getting his observations of what she was doing um was interesting and it must be so frustrating for her cuz he's you know um he's always questioning like what she's doing and like smashing she, her pottery and she's she, like gosh damn it <laughs> i just made that or the um <laughs> the whole thing about uh
1: she, she cleans everything she wants to be clean all the time i was like I get it. I would, well, and it would drive me crazy, like living in the dirt. And you could tell
0: that, like, she's like, "I'm not having sex with you until you freaking bathe." Well, like <laughs> the whole thing. That, geez, you'd be getting
1: UTIs left and right. Oh, I mean, just, yeah, wash that thing down a bit.
0: Well, honestly, like, because I couldn't remember if she ever went down on him, and I was like, I would not, I, <laughs> because it would
1: have to be like sparkling clean.
0: <laughs> and I don't know
1: what they're washing with. Do they call it soap root? I don't know if that's a thing or what that is, but um we'll pretend that it's useful. But um <laughs> and I totally understood her like scrubbing the crap out of his teeth with yes, the mint seriously. and stuff like that. Uh, uh, all that would be oh, all of it would just be uh. <laughs> But uh, so I'm glad that she kind of addressed all the things that I would be concerned about. Yeah. I I I really think that were I her, I would have worked harder at trying to communicate with him.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. But, um, because I have a whole question about communication. But she was fun. it was fun to, like, just see her through his eyes. And, yeah, like I said, just try to figure out what she was doing. And there's enough, she, the Shay Savage has just enough, like, clues to kind of, like, Keep it sort of mysterious a lot of times, but also give you enough to where you're like, oh, she's doing this, or she's, um, got a book of plants and things like that. And I'm not sure, she must have taken a mass dose of hormones or something to to make her... Something that makes her sterile. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wondered if she, for a while, was taking birth control, um... Yeah, there were some things
1: that they would talk about. I mean, she had a plant book. I figured that out. I think she had a photo album, and um, you know, just the pictures of people yeah. in her life. And um, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what I would have asked her dad for. Cause man, these two, holy cow! Like Ellen said, there wasn't much else to do because these two were hitting it all the time. <laughs>
0: well, I was like They're having sex all the time. I'm like, Mom, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> There's not even porn for him to watch. <laughs> um, okay, what did you think of Ed as our hero? I liked Ed. Um,
1: he, he was a sweetheart. He was, it was funny. He's just like, as soon as he sees her, he's like, I got to put a baby in that. Obviously. Like, dude, okay, whoa. <laughs> and you, you get... Take a t- t- girl to dinner first. <laughs> you would get where she would be frustrated with, Hold, hold on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm not sure a caveman would necessarily always have been as respectful as he was well, of her well here's nose. the
0: thing with that is i think that that moment where she gets attacked by that guy mm-hmm. and and basically and we find out ends up killing him um i think that that's kind of like a turning point for her in realizing like I could have had it so much freaking Yeah, it could have been way
1: worse. (laughs) And I think, too, the fact that he's not part of a tribe makes kind of takes away the whole stigma of, you know, I can't let her boss me around. I, You know, he doesn't have to show off for anybody or anything. So it's just the two of them. So I think that kind of helps with not, you know.
0: Well, and it's really sweet because, you know, like, I mean, he is very primal, right? And so he is very focused on... Protect, food, get her food, and put a baby in her, right? And that's, like, the three things that he cares about. Um, and and I think she recognizes that but is also, like, you know, hold up, my friend. Yeah. Like, um, and uh, I don't remember where I was going with this. I don't
1: know. bet. He was very primal. And he was very, um, it was funny, just, I don't know, just... I got to put a baby in her and his insecurities crack me up because it's just like the same insecurities that guys have now. You know, he's like, I don't know why she won't let me put a baby in her.
0: I I do love there's like moments where, um, where she's like feeling his muscle. He's like, yeah. 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 (laughs) stand, And he like shows her like, look at my pile of wood. (laughs) Yeah. Look at this. She's not (laughs) impressed with my pile of wood.
1: She's not impressed with any of my stuff. I try to give her rabbit meat. Uh, <laughs> it's like, maybe she doesn't want a baby that looks like me. It's like, oh, poor Ed.
0: <laughs> but all that whole like uh dog and pony show where he's like showing off all his, showing stuff. All his stuff and he's like, oh, it's it's a bunch of
1: sticks and like you know rabbit strips
0: and you you know and like he talks about like and she you know kind of smiled to herself and cuz you know she's just like and he and she's always like kind of mumbling to herself and he doesn't understand what she's saying but you us know she's just like wow cool cool awesome <laughs> um but i thought all of that was pretty fun yeah. and um and it, it does definitely like endear you to him. And I think it also because he's been without people for so long, um, and it sounds like for a lot of his formative like yeah. being taught how to woo a woman years. <laughs> well, um, oh, I don't know that there was a lot of wooing going on you that know what I mean? Um that um He's very, uh, kind of still naive and, you know, and he is a caveman. Like, yeah. <laughs> they've only got so much to work with. Um, and so all that was really funny. Um, he is very, very focused on putting a baby inside of her. And there's a lot of, um, I noticed that there's a lot of the listener comments are, um, somewhat turned off by that and also perplexed as to whether, um this was a thing that cavemen understood, like, that... Oh, there was
1: a lot of things. First of all, he he didn't have the language to even tell this story at all, but, you know, so it's all kind of...
0: Yeah, but, um, I guess... And then somebody said that there are studies that show that they did understand. I mean, and I think that just by watching animals that they probably, like, would have connected, you know, like, oh, this begets this, um... And I do think that that is a very primal thing. Like there's, um, there's a study too that we've talked about with our family where, like, the first born tends to look more like the father. The father, <laughs> so that they understand that it's their thing to protect. Yeah. Um, and if you look at my niece and my brother, that <laughs> is definitely
1: the case there. They are. Um, her baby picture looks so much like my son. It's. <laughs> weird
0: (laughs) um but so i do think that there is some like scientific like i want to put my baby inside of her and like that there is that's a biological like thing yeah i would imagine
1: that they figured out you know oh once you start doing this this happens
0: yeah um Okay, so let's talk about communication. This book has more communication problems than most. (laughs) Yeah, that's usually our big deal. (laughs) But I was fine with it here. Um, So it's like, and it's like kind of a part of its charm is that they can't understand each other at all. Um, But um, there's an author's note preceding the book and then there's hints of it towards the end as well implying, well, so the author's note says that Ed is missing part of his brain called the Broca's area, or his is just turned off or something. Um, Well, I think
1: it's something that if you don't start generating when kids are young, it's not something that develops.
0: Yeah, so it's the part of your brain that, like, helps you um, comprehend that language has meaning and written word has meaning and... um, things like that. And so, and they also imply that their youngest child, Phil, doesn't have that as well. Um, and so, him not being able to, commun- like, learn really much of her communication is supposedly because of this, and not because he's a caveman necessarily. No. So it's almost
1: like, are is she insinuating it's like a birth defect kind of thing, or? I don't know. <laughs> kind I mean of. yeah I mean that could be a thing I mean I, I get that yeah, um, I don't
0: know enough about all that I don't stuff either.
1: we'll take her word for it <laughs> um, but he like he was able to get the sounds for the names and he learned kiss, kiss and love loves. and name sounds yeah and I would think that if he could learn those he could at least learn fire and dirt and yeah no dirt and no no
0: he sort of got no sometimes. he got no met.
1: don't do that
0: <laughs> stop knock that off no more um but um i do think that some of this uh communication stuff you sort of have to turn your brain off for a little bit yeah and um That brings me to my next question. How much did you have to shut off your logical brain? Well, like I said, the whole story is implausible because he didn't
1: have the language to even tell the story. Correct. But, um, but it still was a fun read. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you, you do.
0: And there's, um, I'm a romance reader, you know, you have to turn off your logical part a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I would feel like if, yes, I mean, so if he is missing this part of his brain, His POV would be mm, nonsensical, Mm, uh, I would think. Um, And I feel like he wouldn't pick up on a lot of, like, he wouldn't pick up on a lot of these things that he picks up on, Um, including, like, when they meet up with the tribe and he's able to, like, oh, they were kicked out of their homes during the raiding season. It's like, (laughs) how do you understand that? But you don't understand. But, um, the other thing that I, that I thought about, I'm like, the butterfly effect of having cavemen speaking modern English right. <laughs> and, like, teaching it to their children would be ginormous and um, crazy. Yeah. And... Well, there's a, a lot of things that were, like...
1: Even I mean, they talked about a lot of things that she brought that they didn't K- know before. Clay pots um, and the um, the carrying thing, which seems to me, caveman could have figured that out. <laughs> the skin between the two sticks. <laughs> come on, um, come on, guys. <laughs> come on, caveman.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, and you have to imagine that. does do they imply that? Did they ever use a wheel? Was that ever? No. So she had the the forethought to not teach them the wheel. <laughs> But she's introducing metal and English. And birth control. <laughs>
1: I don't and, think she... Well, if when they dug up their bodies, they found the button, but didn't find the medical bag full of, you know, antibiotics syringes. or whatever <laughs> or whatever her dad gave her. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, if I were her, I would have asked for clean underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can you hug a girl up with some damp acts, please? Jeez, Just come for the big old Costco <laughs> box of tampons. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> We're gonna go back in time for a bit. We'll be right
0: back. Um, it's like, what? What is the? Can this U-Haul go? <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah there there's a lot of there's a lot of components of this book where if you start thinking too hard about it, you'll dig yourself into a pretty deep hole. Um, So... Just think of it as a sweet story. And move forward. It's a fairly implausible um, story. Uh, Okay, so, I'm assuming that at some point, and I think that this is implied in the book, she makes the conscious decision to stay with Ed. And not go with her dad. Well, the fact that she didn't go with her dad probably...
1: Shows that she made that decision. Yeah.
0: So, would you stay in caveman times oh my for gosh. love? I was thinking the same thing when I was reading it. I was like, oh, can't you all just go
1: with your dad? Can't, can't Ed just go with you? But that would have probably been hard for him. He can't even speak, poor poor little devil.
0: Um. I, oh gosh, I don't know about this. My biggest
1: problem with all of it, well, besides the dirt... that that would be my biggest problem. (laughs) But my my biggest problem would just be the fear of disease all the time. Because you know, like, what could happen. Well, whole tribes were wiped out by just, you know, dumb little things. By a cold. Yeah. So, um, that would just... And, like, you can imagine what she went through every time she got pregnant because that would just be so scary. I was telling
0: mom, I'm like, can you imagine being a modern woman being forced to give birth in, like, caveman times and knowing, like, all the things that can go wrong and having nothing to do, like, to help it? Um, That's what her dad should have brought her was, like, a book on child birthing. Like a, I don't know, a midwife's guide to... (laughs) <laughs> to birth and babies. Natural births. Um, but, yeah, that was... Uh, that would... Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> that would be a hard choice. I feel like it she would She must be... really love Ed
1: because that... <laughs> mm.
0: I mean... There's, there's things about their their day-to-day life that sound, like, kind of charming, you know, just, like, going down, collecting food and... Washing in freezing cold water. Washing in freezing cold water and then going to your little cave and it's, it's all just simple, right? <laughs> but also, like, I don't know. I feel like it would have been easier to bring him to the future <laughs> than for her to... To keep her and her children in caveman The time. whole
1: the whole scenario though of her sending her baby with her dad, which I totally get, and dad getting the baby well, and then bringing the baby back, but bringing the baby back like a year and a half later.
0: Yeah, where and or two and years and they later, haven't and the, they haven't aged. Is they? well the baby hasn't aged, correct? But they have. Yes, correct, correct. That's I mean when I say they, I mean the baby and the her dad. dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
1: that that's. But it made for it made the story interesting and <laughs> made Ed very confused. It made Ed, but very happy. I mean, I don't think yeah. she would have been accepting of her father at all if he hadn't,
0: you know, brought that baby back. Yeah. Um. But man, and I kind of wondered because you know, spoiler alert. At the end, we find out that, um, she had been at this museum and her mom had been studying this find, archaeological find of these two cavemen, but one, but there, but her find was being called into question because there was this little Jordache jeans button yeah. and, um, and that the, one of the cavemen was like more structurally advanced than the other, which was her, her daughter. And so I kind of wondered if that also played a part in her staying was knowing that that was probably her, um... But, man, I don't... Like, I would be hard-pressed. That would be a
1: hard choice. You would really be, Dad, go back and figure out a way to get my whole family over (laughs) there, because... You know, and you know what they could have done is just ha- gone and lived in a cabin in the woods somewhere and yeah. then just, Ed could have just not interacted with society at all and, yeah. and they just could have lived their life. But they could have
0: been down the street from a hospital
1: and... It would be like the village, the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> thing, where it's just like, our, our little thing, but if I go 20 minutes this way, there's a Walmart. So...
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That, I, yeah.
1: I would have figured, I, I think... I might have tried to figure out a way to get us back home, to but you know I don't know the whole system that they used to get there in the first place. So maybe there was like limitations limitations on on how how many people could go or how much weight it could take, or I don't know, I don't know,
0: I don't understand time travel.
1: Time travel? What are you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) It's beyond my comprehension.
0: (laughs) Um, so what did
1: you think of that ending? Like I said, I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we got just that one chapter of her POV and how she ended up there because that was the one link that I really felt would have been missing if that hadn't been in the story. Well,
0: and I, I also noticed that some people have a problem with showing that they die, you know, and whether or not that makes for an HEA. I'm... But for, in my mind, I needed to see them die when they're old. Yeah, because like we're saying, if there's <laughs> so much that could have gone wrong, yes. with um them dying way earlier than that. So in my mind, seeing them die together as old people, with both of with all of their children still leading happy, healthy lives, yes. was the HEA that I needed. Right. Like, if I hadn't seen that, I would have just been like, okay, so obviously somebody died of pneumonia at some point. <laughs> at some point. Um, And so to have that, I, in my mind, made it more of an HEA than not seeing them die together. Um, and, and yeah, I, it was, it was nice to, to kind of get some more context as to how the heck she ended up there and um and also have it be something that uh that ties sh- in with the story. Yeah. And um you know, just seeing her at the museum piece about their with bodies. Her, she's literally looking at her skeleton. Yeah. Ugh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah. So I I liked the ending like I said, I, I needed to, yeah. to see I, that. Yeah, I did too. I liked the ending.
1: I liked how it tied into the story. I liked that we did see them die, but they died of old age and together. Together. Yeah. And,
0: and it was sweet that he, like, carries her back to the cave and, um, they just kind of, especially because, like, so much of their intimate moments are just, you know, holding each other in the furs. Yeah. And so, um, to have that be how they both end up going, and um, and that all their kids are, you know, now leading their own, yeah, fruitful lives. I want to know because um, I've watched
1: many episodes of Alone. If you haven't watched it, yeah, that one's really good. And I was thinking, I was thinking about Alone during the list a <laughs> lot too. I kept thinking, how are they keeping like ma- mice and rodents out of their food stores and. Well, so
0: they're supposed to be in Hungary too, right? Yeah. um, That was the other thing that I was trying to see if I could figure out is where they were. Um, Which you do... I do wonder how she ended up there. I don't know if like maybe it was just... It's time and space travel. Time and... I know, but how did... Like, how is that where she ends up? Just is that what she was thinking about because she had just been looking at the museum piece? And so, like, is that how this time travel works? Ellen, I, I've already explained. <laughs> I don't know how time travel works. I don't get it. It's but Mom, it's...
1: Obviously... I thought there were DeLoreans
0: involved. But, obviously, but then, that's not the case. Not a DeLorean to be found. <laughs> been lied to again by, you know, Movies. Gosh, movies. movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, so again, I need, you need to turn off the logic brain, I guess. (laughs) Um, but yes, I, I liked that ending. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Sorry. Was there, was Was there sex sex in this (laughs) book? Okay. So if anything, it's maybe two to three sex scenes too many. That's my only two to three <laughs> or one to two or they're, I, he, okay. Here's where I, if I were to change this book, I would take out a couple sex scenes and put in another moment of them facing danger slash peril. Yeah. Because they should have faced off with more than one animal and more than one rapey caveman. <laughs> rapey caveman. Rapey cavemen were everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. I think that in her mind, she wants to show them trying uh, cowgirl. Them <laughs> trying yeah, we got all the positions. <laughs> them trying... 69. 69. <laughs> the, yeah, them trying oral and 69. And them trying... Um, missionary and not doggy style. And, and all the things. Um, and so we get all of that. Um, every one of them. And it's not told, it's shown <laughs> all of them. Um, <clears throat> so I could have, I could have, um, dealt with a couple less of that. I, I agree. Cause it starts, it started to get a little bit like, okay. Okay. I get it. And he's into it. I get that. Yeah, he is. I did like every time she would t- teach him something, he was just like, oh, oh,
1: <laughs> whoa, what, what's happening here?
0: <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> um, and bless his heart, he really like picks up on the female orgasm. He's like too in sweet. on that, yeah. So you know, he apparently
1: cavemen were easy to teach how to <laughs> please a woman. Um, he can't talk,
0: but. <laughs> But boy, he knows the international language. Down that clitoris right away.
1: <laughs> so, it's a win-win. <laughs>
0: so, who needs him to talk? Who
1: needs him to talk? We got the basics down.
0: And, you know, I think that's kind of how she felt as <laughs> yeah. well. She's just like, as long as you can do this, like, we're good. We're good. I mean, obviously, because she's willing to stay in freaking prehistoric caveman <laughs> oh times yes. to live with him. So, he must have been really good at that. No, it sounded like you did okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, and like I said, there's just nothing else to do. There's no Netflix, so it's just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we'll just do the chill part. Just
1: We'll just chill and chill and, chill and chill and chill and chill and chill and chill and chill this way, chill that way, chill that way,
0: chill this way. I will chill
1: on the couch. I will chill on the... <laughs> Green eggs <in> and yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> yes, see... ham. <laughs> Would you, could you on a boat?
0: Yes, if we had a boat.
1: Would you, could you on a
0: train? If they had a train. If they had a train, they would have. <laughs> um, so, some of the consent is questionable. But I think that, like I said, the moment where she almost gets raped is kind of a turning point for her in recognizing, like, okay, I have it pretty good as far as the caveman. Well, and I
1: think he... I think she did a good job showing... He waited for her to give consent.
0: I mean... Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple times where he, like... Um, gets a little too aggressive? Well, that and, like, um, some of the, like, waking her up with sex moments, I was like, mm,
1: yeah, or maybe if I do this to her. But she always wakes up when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <it's> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. She, she one way. <laughs> In general... <laughs>
0: awake when you're doing this. Let's just get
1: that out of Well, and, but he is a caveman, so I think he, she did a good job writing a caveman who probably has never even thought to ask for consent. It's like, I mean, he obviously wanted to do it from the second he, he saw her. To a baby
0: in her right away.
1: <laughs> and he wait held off for like over a year or so.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, that's, I mean. I'm going to cut him some slack on the consent.
0: I am too, but I'm just, I'm saying, like, I feel like if this book was written in 2020, it might have been a little less nebulous on that front.
1: Well, he's a caveman.
0: I'm just saying, Mom.
1: And I'm just saying, cut the caveman some slack. <laughs>
0: um, What is your
1: sweetniest moment? Oh, my sweetest moment? I forgot all about that in, in all of the other stuff. Stop it, you. Um... My soonest phone... Gosh, there were a lot of kind of, aww, ah,
0: aw, oh, aw. you know. I'm going to say when she's hurt and he's just, like, beside himself, which he would be because it's like they he didn't know anything. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, wash that wound, do something, put something on that head wound, sir. But, well, he...
1: And, it's, and she was out for, like, a day and a half or yeah. something. It's like, Ugh. but Ugh. um. You know he doesn't know any better so um i like whenever he well like when he cut, made the comb for her whenever he would think to do something like i'm gonna he'd go out in the lake and wash himself because that's what makes her smile yeah you know? you know this makes her happy so i'm gonna do this
0: even though it's miserable yeah yeah i liked that stuff too and um and just i i liked the morning after they first have sex and he's just Da, 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 da. we did it <laughs> I'm going to make her breakfast and bed at some point <laughs> um, so that's what I'm going to go with is when she's hurt what's yours? I just said mine the comb oh, okay. just when he was doing
1: things to make her smile oh. and, and so he came up with oh she likes it when I do this
0: and so yeah. he you know it's just a simple way of doing things yeah um, okay, so, those are our thoughts. Let's hear from y'all on what you think of this kind of bonkers read, let's be honest. It is a bonkers Cassie is who, when she was on the show and we asked her, what book would you like to see us do, she said this book. And so she got it on the poll. And she says, I recommend him this book for the podcast, and I'm so happy it was chosen. I think this one will make for a very interesting discussion. When I read this book for the first time a few years ago, I gave it five stars, and I thought it was one of the most unique books I had ever read. I just did a reread on audio to jog my memory, and I will say that I didn't connect with it as much on audio, but I still really liked it. What I liked about it, there was almost no dialogue, but I was interested and engaged the whole time. Yeah, that is impressive. Um, ed was a sweetheart and i loved the decision to have the entire book from his pov it made this a truly memorable story the ending was so heart-wrenching and beautiful the the ending will not be for everyone but i believe it's an hea we just see the hea all the way through to its conclusion i wouldn't normally love this in other romance books but it felt appropriate for this one Upon reread, the sex between Ed and Beth was as well as some of the murky consent weren't as fun to read, but they also felt appropriate for the setting of the book. Since the first time I read this book, I've read a bunch of weird stuff, monster romance, dark romance, Omegaverse, but this book still stands out as one of the most unique romance books I've ever read. There's a novella told from Beth's POV, and I meant to read it, but I never did. I need to get around to that. Can't wait to hear everyone's opinion on this book. Um yeah, yeah, agreed, we really liked it too yeah, um, <laughs> and it, it i I definitely think that had this been dual p o v it would not be it would not feel as special right as as it is, so I think that was a really cool choice. Um, Tiernan says, this has been lurking on my TBR for a while and I was happy that Cassie's recommendation was picked for the fall reading list. I must admit I was skeptical, skeptical going in, but I enjoyed it. Transcendence was different and unique. I have to commend the author on her research and different idea for a book. I listened to the audio and appreciated the cadence of the writing. I was able to visualize the story and liked how I was able to interpret Biss's reactions and her love for Ed. The sci-fi aspect was neither here nor there for me, but I thought the ending was interesting. Jordache jeans? Maybe Elizabeth <laughs> slash Beth like thrift shops. Anyway, a really like for me and I'm glad Cassie encouraged us all to read this. Agreed. And yeah, Jordache jeans. That's. I wonder if
1: she went with Jordache just because it's not it's not a brand that's around nowadays, like she, yeah, know, she
0: might have gotten in trouble
1: with like Levi's or something, I don't
0: know. Maybe. Uh, Sarah says, I read this one last year and I didn't even have to check my writing. I loved it. Loved it. (laughs) It was so unique and different from anything I've read. It's still so memorable for me and it's been over a year since I read it. In conclusion, B is B. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, even for me, you guys know I'm terrible at remembering books, but, um, this one has always stuck with me because it is... Yeah. Just so unlike anything else that we well read. i think
1: that's what made it fun is yeah it was just really a unique story it shows that you can write a romance about literally anything about literally anything including potato shifters apparently
0: but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a thing apparently um ashley says i really liked this one it was such a different It has such a different premise. Typically I enjoy books to have a dual POV, but I think this one, this really benefited from only being in Ed's POV. Most of the time I knew what Ed was trying to do or say, but it was really endearing to see how new everything was through Ed's eyes. I also appreciated that even at the end, Ed wasn't able to communicate other than the same few quote unquote words. Um, Seeing as how he was an actual caveman, it felt appropriate to keep his language limited. I still had some questions at the end of the book, particularly when Bez's dad appears. I'm sure if I read the follow-up novella, they would be answered. If anyone had read it and just wants to tell me what, what all happened, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um, Agreed. Yes. I th- Yeah. Like I said, I think that it's very particular... Particularly important that it's only from Ed's
1: book. My thinking... And... It could be she's afraid to take him back to modern times just because he hasn't been, you know, exposed to diseases or, you know. Yeah, that's true. There's all kinds of things that could kill She'd him. have to go and get him vaccinated, like, yeah. straight away. <laughs> straight away. Straight up. Take him to the clinic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it might be that that's their concern, is that she's just, I can't take him back to a world where, you know, there's smallpox and yeah. COVID and... You know, all these crazy things. Don't do
0: it. Don't do it. Um, Amy says, what the what? (laughs) I've read a lot of weird books, but this one was utterly unique. I've never read a book where a hero had a complete lack of language and ability to verbally communicate, and it was interesting to see how the book was built around this concept. The lack of verbal communication and single POV made this a truly unique reading experience, and I was impressed uh, with the author's ability to reveal so much while working within these restrictions. Yeah. That being said, this wasn't one of my favorites. There was entirely too many mediocre sex scenes. I know there was nothing else to do for funsies, but I was over it by the 50% mark. Also, I just could not stop thinking about how bad he must smell, especially <laughs> in the early days of the book when he refused to wash. And she wore jeans and a bra to bed for months. Yeah, yeah. I I did. I was like, girl, take off the freaking bra at least. Or the shoes. I think she even left her shoes on because yeah. he doesn't ever talk about her taking her shoes off. Yeah. Um... What a commitment. I also don't know how I feel about the epilogue. I guess I would have been a little confused without it, but isn't the mystery of it all kind of the point? I mean, other than him trying really hard to put a baby inside her. (laughs) All in all, I gave this one three stars. Um, don't disagree about the sex. I think, but... I I don't know. I I don't know that it took away from the story that much, though, because I still really enjoyed reading it. Yeah. Um, but I also see your point. Yes. Obviously. Um... And, yeah, we obviously see the point on him smelling really bad. Yeah. And but, I think she did, too, because I think that's why she was like, get in that freaking lake or I'm not touching get you. get this mint in your mouth. Yeah. And... <laughs> um, Jason. We haven't heard from Jason in so oh. long. Well. Um, he says, I really enjoyed this book. I mean, really, as has a man ever really understood a woman? <laughs> LOL. I really enjoyed them trying to learn to communicate with each other. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the crux of this book is not much has changed in terms of <laughs> yeah. us Men not are understanding still the same. <laughs> um my Betty Jillian
1: commented Aww, on this one. she?
0: Yeah. And she has a great opening line. I'm really proud of her for this one. She says, "Pleasing a woman so easy a caveman can do it." There you go. <laughs> the tagline for this book. <laughs> kind of <laughs> crouching on a uh, Geico's uh, <laughs> intellectual property there, but um She says, I listened to this book a year or two ago, and while many a romance book has disappeared into the ether of my memory, this book has stuck with me. (laughs) I actually have put a great deal of thought into the idea that Ed can't get the basic need for slash convenience of communicating with mouth noises, yet he figures out how to please best sexually in no time once she finally allows it. But intellectually, really, is it plausible? Perhaps the most fantastical element, even though this book has time travel in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, also, I was also struck by her commitment to her bra, underwear, and jeans, because I barely tolerate those things in modern times. <laughs> it's
1: true, she does If you're going to go back in time, go back in sweatpants. <laughs> but that button did come in
0: handy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says, if I were transported to cave days, they would come off ASAP. <laughs> Give me some furs! Um, when Jillian and I used to live together, uh, the guys, these this group of guys that we'd hang out with would come over, and they would just be like... Why do you guys? Why are you guys always in sweatpants? And we're like, you try wearing tight jeans all day and then come home and not put on sweatpants. And why aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) But literally, like all of us were just always in sweatpants, (laughs) like the second we got home. Um, And uh, so yes, I can I can uh, vouch for Ellen and I are very much stretchy pants. It's time for for stretchy pants. Yeah, for sure. Um, And. I, Jillian, I think she tries to explain away the communication thing with the brain thing. Um, but I also don't know that I necessarily, I don't know. Know enough. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Or time travel. Yeah. I can't speak to time travel or matters of the brain (laughs) because, um. Victoria says, finally finished this book. Hopefully in time for the podcast. Girl, you're always in time for
1: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless, unless you wake up Monday morning and haven't finished. <laughs> um,
0: mm-hmm. And it was definitely different from any romance I've read before. Once I managed to turn off my science brain, I enjoyed it. I liked the single POV. Reading the story from Ed's perspective definitely made the book unique. Though, Although at times, his inner monologue got a bit repetitive. What's repetitive about Constantly wanting to to
1: put put a baby in her. Always. Constantly. Always the thought in the (laughs) forefront of his brain.
0: I wondered whether some of the term slash concept used in his narration made sense for the character, as in they were too advanced for whatever homo he was. Um, (laughs) But the author had to write it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to turn off that logic part of your brain because...
1: Um, well, yeah, it's like I was saying, I mean, he, he, he didn't have the skills to even tell the story. Yeah.
0: Um, this, said uh, the idea that he couldn't develop language skills was fascinating, although I wondered how he knew about their new tribe's past if they couldn't communicate. Agreed. I also thought that. At times I struggled to understand what he was describing, like, what the hell is the hide on a stick? <laughs> I read it over and over and then checked online and someone said it was, must be, it might be a travois. Uh, that's when I knew I'd be useless in prehistoric times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew once I started the book I'd be useless in prehistoric times. Mainly just out of, um, like, not, Laziness. Wanting to, yeah, <laughs> not wanting to deal with it. Uh, I'm still com- confused about the time travel aspect and the different time speed between Bez's father and theirs when he brings back La. I guess he jumps back to a different point in time. I'm definitely trying too hard. Kudos to Ed, though, for tr- figuring out the female orgasm faster than most homo sapiens. <laughs> Multiple times. Impressive. <clears throat> yes, that's the true... Bless his sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what got her to stay in
1: caveman times. Well, I hope he explained it to his sons. Yeah. Because their wives deserve it, too. Well, but he
0: can't explain anything, so yeah, he's just, right. like, doing a lot of yeah. gesturing. I hope he's like, not... You know, showing them on mom, because that would be weird. <laughs> there was a couple times where I'm like, oh, they could, they have to, like, have sex with their baby, like, sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear about anything that that might have. I never,
1: we never had you guys sleeping
0: in our room, so. Okay, good. Um, but, and, like, even when they're, because we know that these two liked to hit it constantly, and so they're sleeping in a cave with all four, five, how many kids do they have? Four?
1: four yeah i i, I want to say four yeah they had the two and then they had two more
0: yeah four um so they're sleeping in the cave with all four of their kids and i know that these two hit it constantly so i'm like those poor kids probably were just laying awake at night listening to dad our- seriously keep <laughs> <Give> it in <laughs> <of> your pants <laughs> this is embarrassing <clears throat> but you know maybe that's just
1: yeah, because the kids could, sp- I mean, the older kids could speak English. And so they were yeah. like, jeez,
0: dad. <laughs> These two are like bigger <laughs> <like a laughs> rabbits. <laughs> um, Emma says, I heard about this book a few years ago, but I didn't get it until I saw it as a book uh, with Tarzan and Jane vibes and on the fall calendar. It was a solid four stars really like for me there were parts that felt a bit repetitive particularly ed's inner monologue about putting a baby in pet but i understood why like others have said it was just such a unique story and i really enjoyed the ride i also so did she um i also read the, <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did that's what, she said. <laughs> that's what she said i also read the author's note at the beginning of the book so i went in knowing it wouldn't be super realistic with that perspective it was really fun and cute and i loved ed as the hero He's such a sweetheart, Simon. Mm-hmm. Roll. I did. I did immediately buy loves just to get uh, Bea's POV. Okay, so Emma, it's your job to inform <laughs> all, <laughs> all of us what the why she going didn't on. take it at home. Yeah. Um. And then finally, Gail says, "I'm not sure how to write this book. I'd say liked-ish. Uh, the ending wrecked me a bit. There were definitely tears, and this is maybe why this was not a romance. Um. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but. The main part of the story seemed more like erotica to me as sex seemed to drive the whole story until the last few chapters that quickly fast-forwarded. I'm still left feeling confused as to why Ed had such a rich thought thought life, including words like transcendence and other abstract concepts, but he couldn't form words or learn much of Bay's language, assuming his thoughts were in a different language. Beth's initial kidnapping was a bit disturbing, especially considering how young she is, but then there is also something beautiful about what Beth gave up to be with Ed and his all-consuming love for her. It is quite a story. Swooniest moment is probably when Dad returns with Law, and Ed fears Dad taking his family away, or, you know, the end, which makes me tear up yet again. Phew. I don't agree. that. I think that this still qualifies as a romance. I understand that that ending is sad, but I think it's also...
1: Well, people Pretty dying cute. at old age is not super sad. Yeah,
0: exactly. Especially, like, they die together, and it's kind yeah. of sweet. And, um, you know, we knew that from our perspective in modern times, they died. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they're still around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that being said, I don't want every historical romance to show people dying. But, um... Like, I don't think Colin and Penelope are still alive. Rude!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they are. They're on Netflix. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I did, um, it, it it is, it, I thought, but I found it to be, um, like heart wrenching in a good way. Yeah. Like the ending. So
1: I liked the ending and I even liked the, like I said, I liked the chapter about, you know, how she got there. See, I think she also thought that she was a senior in high school.
0: Yeah. I'll have to look. Into that some more. I... Because when I... And maybe it was just me making assumptions, but I thought it was senior in college. However, in caveman days, I
1: think as soon as someone started their period, they
0: were fair game for... Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, I mean, 17, 18. Practically an old maid. Yeah. <laughs> On the shelf. <laughs> um i'm an elderly person by caveman
1: well, probably i don't I would, think they live super long. i would show up in a
0: hole and he would just leave me there He'd be like uh,
1: just leave her as animal bait that's all she's good for
0: her dried up eggs you might still be you know your hair's a little shiny that's just oily i've been washed in a couple of days then you'd fit right in with the caveman <laughs> okay. um mom final thoughts on transcendence i really liked it i
1: thought it was a fun read it was so unique that it sucked me in yeah. and um
0: we need to get more books like this where it's like just completely
1: different but i don't know if i'm ready for potato shifters no <laughs> and now for something completely we were in target Thanks. yesterday and we saw one of the... Yeah, Ruby Dixon, Ice Planet
0: Barbarians. And I was like... On the shelf. And I was like, huh. That is really surprising to me. Look at Target go. Yeah. <laughs> Saucy, Target. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was a thing. Um, Any other final thoughts other than the books they're selling at Target?
1: No. I don't know if it was clear or not, but I think he wanted to put a baby in
0: her. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on this. <laughs> But his main thing was putting a baby in. He was her. all about the babies. And particularly his baby. His baby. He yeah. wanted his baby in that woman. <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> um, yeah. I mm. I enjoyed it. It's uh, definitely a fun read. And if ever anybody would be like, I'm looking for something that's like really kind of interesting and different, I'd be like, have I got the book for <laughs> you? Have I got the book for you? Have <laughs> you read as Transcendence? <laughs> as long as you're okay with a lot of sex. Um, yeah. So, those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Transcendence by Shay Savage. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So, if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On September 19th, we'll be chatting about My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right, thanks, mom. Welcome, Ellen. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media/podcasts.